Hey, Star Wars friends. Thanks for listening. Just wanted to let you know that this episode you're about to hear is a recording of our Mandalorian live show, The Razorcrest Reacts. It's available anytime on our YouTube channel. Whether you choose to watch the video or listen to the podcast here, either way, make sure to join us every Friday during The Mandalorian for The Razorcrest Reacts at 7.30 Eastern on YouTube, Facebook, or Periscope. As always, may the Force be with you. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. Welcome to another edition of our Friday Night Live Mandalorian Recap Show, The Razorcrest Reacts. Moff Gideon, you have something I want. You may think you have some idea what you are in possession of, but you do not. Soon, he will be back with me. He means more to me than you will ever know. I hope you watched, because the spoilers are coming. Here's your host, the Star Wars Friend! Hey, what's happening, everybody? Uh, it is Friday night. It is 7.30. You are here with the Star Wars Friends on the Razorcrest React Show. Uh, recapping everything Mandalorian that happened in today's episode. So if you haven't watched it yet, make sure you jump out now, because we're about to spoil it for you. Um, <laughs> I'm Justin Oldham. I'm your host tonight. With me, as always, are my Star Wars friends. This is Josh, and I just wanted to remind everyone that we're all the same. <laughs> uh, this is Kyle, and I don't know. I don't think I think two of us are at least a little different than the other three. <laughs> and this is Maggie, and all I've been thinking about today is Mr. Brown Eyes. <laughs> they and, were dreamy. And Big joining surprise. us today is a very special guest who I co-host with every Saturday for our Mando Night recaps. It is the one and only Candace of the Geeky Waffle. Hi. Uh, welcome, welcome. Oh, thanks for joining us. Yes. That was my wrestling promo. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple notes, but it's all right. I've heard worse. <laughs> Yeah. And and for those that tuned in last week, Josh had this awesome wrestling promo intro, uh, and it like cut out like right at this one part, and it was like right at the climax of it. And I was like, oh dang it! Uh, right. But but Candace, welcome. We're happy to have you on here with the Star Wars friends, uh, as always. Um, everybody, hope you're doing well on this uh, Friday night. Hope you got a beverage of choice in hand. We got a lot to talk about uh, this week. We have. I mean, a good another good episode from Mandalorian. We have all this Disney news. Uh, we actually have some late-breaking news from StarWarsCelebration.com. Uh, if you haven't yet, go out to StarWarsCelebration.com because you can enter to win four, count them, one, two, three, four VIP passes to Star Wars Celebration 2022. Um, Hot off the presses. Yes. I've already been threatened. <laughs> with that package you and it, i think you get all of the 40th anniversary merch every that they single put out, thing they all released of it, mm-hmm. every single thing they released so it is a monster package. monster package so go out get registered if you win you got to take one or two of us it's part of the <laughs> yeah. deal uh, we are not affiliated those, uh, <laughs> master jedi packages please yes. <laughs> we are not affiliated with uh star wars celebration but Yet. uh you, you know we're willing hey, to be though we're willing to be <laughs> um but yes uh go out and register or don't register and increase my odds please 
Yes. Uh, yeah, it's actually, a win-win. No, guys, it's, <laughs> it's not worth it. Don't yeah. register. You know what? Idea. I think I you actually you might have missed the deadline already. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> Just winner. Even bring that up, man. Come on. Uh, winners will be announced uh, January eighth. Uh, so it's it's fast. It's a quick turnaround on the competition. So I'm sure they notify everybody by via email. So um, excuse me again. Make sure you go out, get registered, and enjoy. So. Um, before we get dive into some of the latest news here and touch on that, we're going to start um, with an update on our Transgender Law Center fundraiser. So I'm going to turn it over to Maggie to provide some updates on that. Yes. So we are at $18,250 um, with... Ooh. Almost 600 donors who have gotten involved with this fundraiser. Um, we started it back in September and it is running until December 20th. Um, so you still have plenty of time. That is next Sunday, which is crazy that it's you know almost over. Um, and still, like the, the support that this has received has been tremendous. Um, as, you know, especially considering today's episode, it is really yeah. important. <laughs> Consider donating fifteen dollars for chapter yes. fifteen if you if you feel the urge. Yes, yeah. and then next week, you know, sixteen dollars for chapter sixteen. So, yeah. yes, um, and. And Listen. then maybe one dollar for each Star Wars series they announced at the Disney Investor <laughs> Call. Like, just add it all together. Yeah, yeah. just add it all up. End of the year donation. Um, you know, you can write it off on your taxes next year. So. It's, yeah. it's a good thing to to do. And I know that the um, Trans Law Center is incredibly grateful for our support. That is a that is a huge amount. It is nothing to scoff at. So it's kudos, been surreal. Kudos. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is awesome. All the Star Wars fandom, it has been truly, truly remarkable. Yeah. Star Wars fandom normally is pretty good. We do get a, occasionally get those people <laughs> who are flat out jerks. Uh, There's some turds out but, there. It's unfortunate. Yeah, but there are what some are you giant do? Star Wars turds out there. But uh, <laughs> hopefully everybody that's uh, joining us, uh, if you're new here, um, we welcome you with open arms. Uh, we value everybody's Star Wars opinions uh, on this show. Uh, we love to hear it. You know, if you, you, you love Empire Strikes Back, if you hate Empire Strikes Back, whatever what? it may be. If you love Beaumont, good for you. If you don't like Beaumont, hey, no, I'm sorry. Eh. Inconceivable. <laughs> you gotta draw the I line draw somewhere. The line. <laughs> so we welcome it. Well, there he was. There he was. He made an appearance. Uh, we, we value your Star Wars opinions uh, and we consider you our friends. So if you're a first time listener, welcome. We're happy to have you. If you've been with us every Friday night, Thanks again for joining us. We love having you guys on every Friday night to take maybe an hour or two out of your evening, spend it with us, have a cold drink, uh, and talk a little bit of Mandalorian or Clone Wars or whatever it may be that we're talking about. So uh, in this instance, we're talking Mando. Uh, but talking before, brown we, eye. Yeah, before we get to that, I got, I got two things. Number one, I want to give a real quick shout out to our friends at Rebel Art Empire, Anthony and Mandy. Um, and the Thrawn pin looks amazing. I can't wait. I'm like, where is my pre-order button? Like right now, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to have the page loaded, ready to go on launch day. And I'm going to hit that button like two or three times. So the kudos. It looks great. It again. Yes. We need it, to just yeah, get on like a pull list with them. They, they put out yeah. a pen. Just send it to us and send us an invoice. <laughs> get, get me the bill. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just go ahead and, and uh, here's my card. Just take my card number. It's good. Um, but that's the first bit of news. The second bit of news yesterday we had. Did something the, happen yesterday? Oh, Maybe a little thing. I little blacked thing. out for a bit. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I mean, when they kept dropping news like that just over and over and over again, it's kind of like the uh, 
the wrestling meme with uh, who's the who's the head wrestling guy? Vince McMahon, and he's in his chair and he kind of to lean back. That's kind yeah. of what it felt like. That's kind of what it felt like yesterday when they kept just rolling it new stuff so out, and not much. just Star Wars stuff. We're talking Marvel. We're oh, talking, I tuned out. Yeah, we're <laughs> I was talking. Like, I hit a wall. Everything. And we're not going to dive too much into the Marvel stuff in this show. We're going to keep it mostly centralized on the Star Wars stuff. But yeah, Loki looks good. Uh, You know, I'm I'm happy to see some of the returning cast members for Thor. Um, Just all the What If series. I cannot wait for the What If series. Uh, There's just a ton of stuff coming out. They need to do a What If for Star Wars. I love the concept. Yeah. They did a. They've done comics comics. like that. Yeah. Yeah. They've got a. Uh, live action Pinocchio. I, think, I just want right? to pitch Coming the idea for a what if Star Wars where Quirky Kenobi is canon. <laughs> that's not what if Maggie. Is that he is not? Canon. Yeah, I'm gonna... that's kind Maggie... of the premise behind the what if. <laughs> uh, hello. Yeah, yeah yes. I mean that's... Hayden Christensen's back. Yes. Oh yes. Thirteen year old Maggie. Don't breeze over Ooh. that. No. So oh, yeah. So this beautiful picture that Josh put up here. Here is everything. Uh, Star Wars related. So you've got Vision. Everything Lucasfilm. In- yep. Yep. Oh, you've got Visions, Mandalorian, yep. Droid Story, Lando, Rogue Squadron, which is a movie. Uh, Patty Ahsoka, Jenkins. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Rangers of the New Republic, Andor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, The Acolyte, and The Bad Batch. And that reel for The Bad Batch made it look super, super cool. Nick Shand is in it. Yes. I'm so pumped about so many of these things. And I think that visions those like animated short films are going to be really 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 cool and they're also going to yep. irritate like the exact right people for me so it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be like a two for one i'm gonna love it can it's all- the galaxy of adventures right so many yeah. Yeah. leaders of those yeah it's different i think it's different <laughs> japanese anime short like yeah. flicks and and that's what makes it super cool because japanese anime can vary Incredible. uh from from different things so um I'm super excited about that one. Uh, the Lando one kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, mm. That was super cool to hear about. The droid story. I'm not. I'm not super familiar not with what that one's about. They said they introduce a new character. They're, yeah. they're like mentoring another droid. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Do you okay. guys remember the droid cartoon? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Do you think yeah. It's, yeah. they're going to just take things from that? The Kylo yeah. Ren's going to come back. <laughs> uh, oh my bring- god! Please. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I could take bits and pieces from that if they put it in there. I'd be okay with that. I I mean, there's so much stuff. The Bad Batch looked really, really cool because uh, it kind of filled a question, at least in the teaser trailer. I think what we had asked was, how do you make that character arc for the Bad Batch succeed? Like, I mean, obviously at the end of of, uh, Clone Wars, the clones turned and and we get to... uh, uh, the end of uh, Return, uh, Revenge of the Je- uh, Revenge of the Sith. So it's like, how do you extend that? But here we can clearly see, and at least the way they set it up was that the clones have turned on them. Did anybody yeah. else get that out of that reel? Yeah. Uh, at at some point, yeah. we see uh, uh, the Emperor announce the formation of the First Galactic Republic. Yeah. So uh, it's really cool that those timelines are going to overlap. But who knows? Mm-hmm how much of that first season is going to take place before that, you know, maybe that's the end of the first season. You, you, you I don't know. Really know. I, yeah. I don't you know. Build up to that. Mm-hmm. I was so Although, skeptical about bad batch and that, that trailer, like Lauren is saying, like totally piqued my interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
that's what I was I was kind of the same boat like how are they going to make this arc go for you know a couple seasons but clearly it looks like they've got some good story behind it that's going to drive it so Mm -hmm. um and I I thought another interesting thing was the Rangers of the New Republic uh I think I had sent that that uh little snippet Filoni I'm sure right yeah (laughs) with a a trapper wolf Yeah. yeah Um, I, I think I had read somewhere, though, that it coincides with the conclusion of The Mandalorian. So they're kind of in parallel to each other. So it'll be interesting yeah, to so see the, how many seasons release, that runs. The press release for it said that both the Ahsoka and the Rangers of the Republic um, would intersect mm-hmm. in a like major climactic way or something. Yeah. There's which it be would, a, yeah. Uh, I'm not crossover ready for Mando Dan yet. So like crossover event, but that Ooh. that actually puts a pretty long timeline on Mandalorian because it means it's not going to end until those other two shows both film, you know, get produced and filmed and shot mm-hmm. and also come to an end. So yeah. at least that's the way I that's thought I it was presented. It. We yeah. at least get season yeah. three, and we all also have to remember this is an investor. Yeah, they're trying mm-hmm. to bring it to the investor. Cool. So they're trying to throw like a bunch of different things. They overwhelm you so that their investments go up like they did today and they skyrocket it. They needed to go after all this COVID stuff. So yeah. Anybody think that could become a uh, cinematic event or is it going to be definitely on Disney really They they really push their direct-to-consumer pivot during that investor call. So I really think that a lot of their program is, is going to be online because you can reach so many different people and make people keep subscribing. And then you usually trap them for a year. So they could do a full length feature released to Disney plus, or even a full length feature released to Disney plus that they charge for. I'd be happy if they want to charge me for rogue squadron, I will give them all the money. Something. Yeah. That, uh, also, yeah. think about the merch with every new character, oh, new design, everything like that. That's so much money. That's what real money is. Oh, Can yeah. I just oh, say, yeah. as I wear my Ahsoka, I know. <laughs> well, I, mean, I bought a Boba Fett t shirt this week. They got me. <laughs> they got me, <laughs> <you>, exactly. <laughs> Josh's of, face. <laughs> he was no, just like, what? Yeah. No, so of cool. all of the announcements yesterday, Rogue Squadron truly was the one that, that like, I cried because. I don't know who watches my Let's Talk About Star Wars, but literally a month ago, I had an episode where I talked about how I wanted Patty Jenkins to direct Star Wars because, like, I've been directed by her and I, like, know how good she is and dedicated to a story. And the Rogue Squadron books were my favorite books as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was one of my favorites. And and Lauren, I yes, absolutely agree with want you on a that. Full length animated Star yes. Wars. Movie. Yes, we've, we've talked about that. Like, I would love if rather than more more so than a TV return of Ahsoka and Sabine, I would take a full length movie of that. Somebody pointed out that, that Taika's logo is animated, whereas everybody else's is a, it's a different style. And there was a lot of theories last night about whether or not Taika's could be a, a, a full length animated feature. That would be cool. Cause he's still writing it, right? Yeah. It's not even in pre-production mm-hmm. yet. Mm-mm. it's still untitled no idea but they did show that like concept art stuff behind kathleen when she was talking about it so that might be better yeah that, that logo was yeah. like really pop arty and flashy it was very yeah. um it reminded me of the holiday special yeah speaking of there's a guardians of the galaxy holiday special i coming saw them announce that's that. awesome it's not for like a year or two though, no but that's awesome oh. uh josh can you pull that graphic back up of all the of all the films yeah. that we had up there so i did anybody else catch the Ahsoka one? 
Yeah. Anybody yeah. else see what that was? World of the yep. Worlds. Yep. <laughs> I I saw that label or that that design behind it, and and I was just like, okay, here we go. <laughs> like, what are we Ezra. gonna do? Give yep. me Ezra and give yep. me death. Maggie. So Maggie. that'll be fascinating. Yes. Since they're gonna have Hayden and Ewan like already like on set and everything, and Don't World Between Worlds means me. different times. Don't do it to me. Sorry. That could be. That'd be pretty sweet. Live action, Hayden and oh, that'd be so. Can awesome. you imagine another duel between Hayden Christensen and and uh? Thirteen-year-old me can't handle oh, it. God. Mm-hmm. But like live action Ahsoka. <sighs> that's what, that's what I was thinking was the Ahsoka. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Um, but yes, tons of news out of Disney yesterday. It was so awesome. Uh, it's good to hear. I think the future of Disney, uh, whether it's Star Wars related, uh, Lucasfilm related, whatever their products are, is in really, really good hands right now. Uh, and it looks amazing what's coming out. Uh, so there's something for everybody in that list. So if you haven't seen it, um, pretty sure you can get the full rundown of it uh, on Disney Plus like on their pages that you can go back and watch the whole thing, I think. Um, but either way, they've got a full list of everything that's that's dropping in the next couple of years. So I also I'm wrote excited an article Willow. recapping it all. So you can find yes. that on my page. Yes. I was going to say, I got I was driving when it all, like I had stopped to get food and that's when I, t- <laughs> that's when I did my like, let me know when something good happens because they were just talking about like, this is how we're going to take over Latin America and stuff. And I was like, all right, well, I don't care about any of this. And um and then I, that's I just read your thread when I got home because I was like I don't this is this is perfect she's outlined everything I I not to bring us back but I just uh, want to say before we move on that that the um the like teaser or like announcement trailer for Rogue or for for Rogue Squadron uh, mm-hmm. was so perfect it was yeah like, yeah I think yeah. it was very personal it was very yeah. cool it was very personal for her it builds I a lot actually, of trust in me that it's going to be good so. Yeah. I thought the Andor one was really good too, and I'm extremely excited about that show. I've watched that trailer mm-hmm. like ten times. Yeah, for uh, science, it, right, Maggie? For science. <laughs> for science. <laughs> I think actually in the back there, there was one quick one quick shot uh, where you could see the volume. Did anybody else notice yes. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're, also, they're clearly using it for a lot of their other Star Wars products. Lots right of now. speculation because you could see some of the artboards on the wall, and people thought that they saw a few familiar characters up there. Um, one was people thought they saw Quinlan Voss art, and that like made my heart race with excitement. So mm-hmm. we'll see if that's actually something or if they were just using that for reference. It was like the storyboard for. Uh, was it Mando before it started, or was it one of the movies where they had it said like Dragon on, and everybody was flipping oh, out? Like, oh my um, god, Dragon Star Wars! Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, Dragon Star. Well, we already had one. People, they had dinosaurs. Great dragon. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Yeah, Republic. that's it. Thank you. Go ahead, Kyle. Um, one of the things that she was Kathleen Kennedy was talking about during the presentation is how they are they've expanded the volume, they've made it larger, they're building the three more, they're making you know, one in Australia and I think maybe one in the UK. One in uh, London, but, one in Australia, one yeah. in Los Angeles. Um Thor um God of Love and Thunder or whatever it's called is using the volume in Australia. Wow. How hot do you think that thing is in there? With all those like L C D screens just like well, they don't waves produce a lot of heat, and it's coming down huge. on people. Yeah, it won't be. It won't be. It wouldn't be too bad. Probably no hotter than the studio usually is. The lights are unbearable. Yeah, 
They're probably crazy. less hot than the the big halogen yeah, studio lights. I, I would say probably yeah. lighter. Yep. Yeah. Well, we are here today to talk on this fantastic Friday uh, <laughs> about The Mandalorian. Uh, we had Season 2, Episode 7, Chapter 15, The Believer. Is that right? Did I get that right? The Believer in this episode. It was not as... Uh, it was not at, it didn't have the magnitude uh, star power that some of the other episodes have had, but uh, it was definitely seismic in its own way. Uh, oh, it was uh, seismic, all right. Let me get my, my uh, earthquake <laughs> jokes there. Ah, dad jokes. Uh, see, that's what happens here. when I. That's what happens when I'm delivering. Uh, but no, it, this was this was kind of a. <laughs> You're episode. gonna get us kicked off YouTube. <laughs> this was kind of a a. a, a a very calm i don't want to say calm because it was action packed but it was not what we have seen the last 3 episodes where where we've got Ahsoka and we've got uh you know Moff Gideon and dark troopers and and Boba Fett and we've got uh you know Bo-Katan from the one before uh it's just this one was a here, little bit calmer she's behind you yeah, yeah, there she is. She's right there. Um, it was a little bit calmer, but still delivered a lot of, uh, what do I want to say, meaningful content uh, in this episode. I actually really, really enjoyed this. And this is coming from a guy who loves the Imperial side of things. And I love seeing like that, that kind of standpoint from things. And we really got, I think, a different perspective from uh, Bill Burr in this episode, who I don't know where that performance came from, but he was good. He was really, really good. <laughs> I actually he was really good. Agreed. I, I like, he well exceeded expectations. Yeah, I didn't know he had it in him, frankly. Yeah, and I, I full, I kind of expected him to be in this episode, kind of just as a little smaller part. And he actually yeah. had most this of this episode. episode. This was his episode. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, it was cool to see. Candace, what was your overall impression of the episode, just as a whole, before we dive into maybe some of the likes and dislikes of it? Um. Yeah, I thought it was one of the best episodes of the season. It might be the best so far. And I really, because I prefer the character-driven stuff. And this was mm-hmm. so character-heavy. And you get growth from Dan, but you also get growth yeah. from this character that we just, like, saw in this one episode. And I just, I love seeing how the big Star Wars affects people outside of, like, the Rebellion. Mm-hmm. So seeing mm-hmm. that, it's amazing. Like the villagers, um, whatever planet you're on, it doesn't matter what side you're on. It affects everybody. Um, mm-hmm. And we really got that message, I think, from from Bill later in the episode, which we'll, we'll get to. Um, but, I mean, overall, I, you're right. It was a, a character-driven episode. Yes, a lot of action in it. Um, yes, a lot of cool scenes. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I literally was watching it at like 11 this afternoon. I had the day off today. I was sitting on my couch enjoying it actually on the big Must screen instead nice, of on my iPad. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and they got to the escape scene a little bit later on. And when I saw that seismic charge come out the back, I was doing this. I was like, Oh, the boys yes. are going to love this. <laughs> yes. Loved the seismic charge. I love that the sound effect on that. I yes. Like, oh, it's, yeah. It's just that, I mean, it, it brings you right back to, the uh, Attack of the Clones. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I loved it. Loved it. So, um, <laughs> Josh, as the as the, the resident Boba, F- Boba Fett expert here, uh, what did you think of uh, Boba in this episode? He, d- he didn't talk as much as last episode. But, Wait, uh, Josh, I have a question. Okay. Okay. Um, so, was he like painting? 
while they were thank you apparently yeah he, he, up was, on an uh, easel he had a hyperspace uh, uh project <laughs> obviously it like paint by the numbers or something what's going on he's got by i don't know very particular about that paint scheme and honestly yeah. i i didn't love it like it wasn't it, it I was didn't fine either. and i can't why you do it clean no Good. it was so clean he's like i'm yeah. a new man and i'm very clean <laughs> it's it's almost like a matte version of his previous one not saying that the other one was too glossy but this is like you see his, his logo up and not the, at all like a toy but you know yeah. why they did this you know why they did this so that they can sell new toys. Merchandising, merchandising. New brand new, <laughs> brand new toys. No longer the same toys from the last 40 years. You get brand new Boba Fett. There aren't enough of those Sabine. figures. Sabine will fix it. Yeah. Sideshow so, oh, cool. will be rolling out I, a new Boba I like this version week. better. Yeah. I thought yes. this looked cooler. Yes. I, I did love too. that version. Yep. Yeah. I, but it was, maybe, it was you know, if they... Sorry, Justin. If they do a line of, like, why he... <laughs> painted it why it was important to him for it to be that way i could get on board with it because you know there are mandalorians who paint their armor in a certain way because of their family or sabine was very particular about the way she painted hers just for her own personal reasons so if he gave me a reason i could get on board with that but he had to match his ship because i don't know out of nowhere yeah yeah Yeah. I was like trying like, to oh. calculate. I was like, man, he had how long were they like traveling that he had time to like be like, yo, everybody, I'm painting my armor, leave me alone. And then like it dried. <laughs> I'm not picture- okay, but just just for a moment, let me paint a picture for yeah. you. Picture Din. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't no, touch picture it. Picture Din sitting there like my kid was taken by the Empire, and you're just you're gonna you're gonna paint. <laughs> this is what we're doing. He has I mean, a we- crafting room. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that was that was really weird. It looks like he's got a conference room in the middle of his ship instead of any kind of like card because like as they were taking off, you could see it rotating like it this when so his ship cool. goes vertical. No, I thought so that cool. was super cool. I always wondered yeah. about yeah. that. Yeah, but he's got like a conference room set up in there. Like, he's very what is that? What is funny. that? Like, you've got chairs just chilling in there. So, and and you know maybe he. Uh, I mean, they do. We do know that some hyperspace jumps are particularly long, right? Like. Luke and Obi Wan and Han were clearly just chilling in the the bulk the the cafe area of the Millennium Falcon. So maybe little, it was a long uh, jump, and he was train. like, "You yeah. know what? I'm just gonna take some time, airbrush my armor up real quick, get it looking right." Hey, I'll try a matte finish. Uh, I think somebody commented they went to Space Michael's. Like, I'm a new man. <laughs> I'm gonna do matte this time. Can you imagine yeah. if he comes out in his new armor and like nobody's complimenting him? How well, I think we saw that right. Doing this, like, that's why. Uh, that's why you didn't like, see him take his helmet new? off this time because he anything was crying. Yeah. yeah, there was tears <laughs> in his eyes. I'll just stay on the ship, guys. It's fine. Nobody complimented my new. Nobody armor. noticed his haircut. <laughs> oh. Hey, I think hair is a sore subject. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's rude. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's compensating. I, he's like, I, I have need, no eyebrows. I need a nice paint job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. I need I need to derail for a second because I feel like a proud papa right now. <laughs> Loved it because Operation Cinder was mentioned, and I'm in the middle of reading Alphabet. Yes, good book. So I yes, got to understand a reference for one. Yes, book. <laughs> yeah, it boy. is a very good book. Um, and the second one is equally as good. Oh, it's um, so good. Yeah, the that series is solid. Yeah, later next year. So. Yeah, it's um, Operation Cinder, uh, and it, especially if you go, go back to what Battlefront, uh, Battlefront Two, um, yes. with Iden Versio. That's uh, a lot of where a lot of the background on it came from. So it was nice to get 
uh, that mention in the show in that history of the event. And it was actually honestly kind of cool to see the two Imperial guys talking about it, sitting around a table and, and we'll get there in a minute, but let's, let's start at the beginning here. So we, we see, we open up bills uh, clearly on our, on Carthon the chop and then the Carthon chop fields is what they were called. And we did on our show earlier in the week, we kind of projected that that's what, what it was, was a chop field for uh, old uh, space uh, spaceships. So you saw a lot of TIE fighters, um, different bits and pieces of vehicles. You saw those giant, like six legged things with cranes in the back, just mm-hmm. lifting stuff out. Uh, but we open in here's bill just working in his, his fields, serving his 50 year sentence, uh, in the Carthen chop fields. Uh, and we see those lovely new Republic droids again, uh, with their little vibro staffs. Uh, if you get out of line and he kind of approaches bill Burry calls out his prison number, um, and then here comes Cara Dune around the corner. Ma- he oh, said that me. number Marshall, a lot of times. Marshall Cara Dune, who now who went legit um, around the corner. Though. Yeah, she's not a joiner, though. Yeah. She comes yeah, around the corner. She's only joined everything says, that she's had the opportunity to join. But yeah, she's like, hey, you need to come with me. You're you're being released. She's like, OK. And and I love his banter as he's walking back. He's like, can you at least tell me where we're going? It's common courtesy to tell you somebody where you're taking them and then he gets I up to the don't ship. think that's true if you're a prisoner <laughs> yeah. no. uh, and he, he gets up to the ship and i love it because boba fett comes out and he's like oh, oh. <laughs> he goes oh you're not he's like i was i was expecting someone else or something i thought like you that. i thought you were the other guy the other guy yeah. and then sure enough here comes mando and you just see his head go like this and he's like damn it <laughs> and uh you know this kind of starts that adventure of hey we need your help you still know your imperial codes, your imperial protocols. We need your help. And he's like, okay, let's go. And they're like, well, you really don't have a choice. So they take him on the ship. They start explaining to him what's going to happen. Uh, and at first he's like, so what's in it for me? And they're like, nothing. We're, we're pulling you out of prison. You might get a better prison sentence. That's about it. He's like, all right. Um, so what did you guys yeah, think? He really had no choice. Opening here? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, you know, Kyle, when when we look at um, when we look at Bill, right, from the last time we saw him and what his character was doing and how he was, what do you what was your, I guess, image of him at the start of this episode versus where you last saw him at? Well, if you uh, if you remember from that last episode, I was not thrilled about it like i i didn't think the episode itself was great and i didn't think he was great i think he's he was like kind of one note and kind of on the nose and like he sounded like a dude from boston who had a crazy gun on his backpack arm thing um but i right from the very beginning when he jumped down from where he was chopping up the tie fighter or whatever he was on top of there there was he had a lot more going on and you could tell like he felt beaten down and, and broken and depressed. And, um, I could see it in his face and, um, hear it in his voice. And he, he did a better job than I thought Bill Burr was capable of doing in like a semi-dramatic role. He was very somber. Even the accent was gone. Like it was softened so much. I was like, Oh, thank God. When we found him, he was a he was stripping an imperial relic, and he himself is also an imperial relic. Oh, Oh. so poetic! Yeah, Josh with the deep cut there. Dang, 
I have a deep cut later on. Just wait. <laughs> That's okay. So they, they get fly. in the ship and, uh, <laughs> you know, they're, they're flying, uh, you know, they basically, I can't remember the planet's name. Does anybody remember where they were headed, what the planet was? Mafa was a Harsh but fair. Harsh but fair. Yes. Something with an M. Yes. Yeah, so they, they head to this planet and, you know, they, they kind of do a flyby a little bit and then they land and they go to scope out basically how they're going to get into this uh, Imperial relic base, right? This, this remnant base that's doing mining of rhyodium, right? Rhydonium. It's rhydonium, right? Rhydonium. Rhydonium, Very explosive stuff. Um, It's like the Star Wars version of TNT. It's just like, it just blows up all the time. Lots of rhydonium in Rebels getting blown up in firefights. Very hazardous. Very hazardous. Um, So they're on this planet mining rhydonium and... (laughs) Yes, I, I don't mind a Boston accent. personal. I don't mind a Boston accent. It's okay. Um, so they get to this. Whoa. They get to this. Uh, this planet, and you know they're kind of basically like, all right, how are we going to get in here? And Bill's kind of giving them the rundown. And this this part was awesome because as they're trying to figure out who is going to go into this building. Well, he's still trying to get out of it the whole time. (laughs) Bill Burr is like, well, she can't do it. She can't do it. He can't do it. He's not taking his helmet off. Sorry. Guess we better go home. Yeah. Can we talk about how he's like, Boba, you do it. And Boba's like. Yeah. He he goes, "Uh, oh, I had it here. I had it here. Dang it. He's like, I think they might know me. Yeah. They might might recognize my face. And I'm like, yeah. We only ever saw your helmet before, but. Except yeah. that well, no, it's because he's the clone Jake. of in the clone, every right. single yeah, clone trooper in the entire Grand face. Army of the Republic. Yes. Yes. Imperials own hilarious. his DNA. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know? It was hilarious. <laughs> just, uh, like, <laughs> literally the most famous person there by like leaps and bounds, too. Did yeah, he? I felt like that mm-hmm. was such a deep cut, though, that like most casual, because I had to explain that to like my mom, because she's like, why do they know his face? And I was like, clones. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love that deep. That was a deep cut. I just think oh, yeah. Din knows nothing about like the history. He's... Oh, he knows nothing, Din no. Jaren. He's, he's kind he's of oblivious. So John Snow. Yes. Oh, I love uh, that himbo. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they end up. Mando finally says, "Look, I'm going in." And he's like, I, "I'm I'm doing it. I have to do it." Right? He's like, "But well, I'm not showing he, my face." It's after he sees the the helmet inside of the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the he's like, he oh. sees the two the two drivers and and. He says, I'm doing it, but I'm not showing my face. So they famous last words. Yeah. So the three of them, (laughs) Kara, Bill and Mando kind of go over that little archway. They drop down onto one of the transports and they they go into the 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 cockpit of the the transport and Kara just manhandles the two drivers just can't even get out of their seat. And she just wrecks them and throws them to the floor. And so. Bill changes into into the the tank driver's outfit and uh, and Mando changes into the tank driver's outfit. And when I, I loved seeing the reuse of the tank driver from Rogue One, uh, yes. that's where this what that's what that outfit was. It's a it's a shade of green, uh, but it was yeah. really cool to see that reused as a tank driver. And later on, you get to to shore troopers uh, that were also in Rogue One. Um, but it was really cool to see the reuse of that armor just repainted mm-hmm. uh, in a different style. So um, kind of like Stormtrooper armor is repainted. You know, there's red versions for Magma Troopers. There's black versions for Shadow Troopers. Um, some have like the Incinerator Trooper that we saw in season one of Mando. He had the red 
kind of stripes and around the cowl and the, down the center. So I love seeing him reuse the same armor, but doing different paint schemes on it. So they get in there. He's got his new helmet on. He looks ridiculous. And Bill cannot stop. Let me, let me rephrase it. Migs, Migs <laughs> cannot stop just teasing him about it. Like, wow, you look ridiculous. What if, the, Man- what if the Mandalorians Migs? could see you? Migs revealed so much about Mandalore and his, like mm-hmm. he talked about like the wars and the people and like dude knows his like Mandalorian history. Mm-hmm. And I love that because that was one of my, my number one wishes was that we would learn more about Mandalore and where it is in the world right now. And so like, even though it was Migs being Migs, yeah, you, we learn so much more, and I love how casual they're dropping like information because you know it's gonna it's gonna come back full circle, either in this third season or in a future project because mm-hmm. nothing is casually brought up. Remember that tops spoiler that we didn't think was that big of a deal back in the day? This Which one? one? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> yep. All this time yep. that was Mando. Yep. That's crazy. I just love his sad walk and the armor. Uh, My favorite is the Charlie Brown music. You know, you can see the you can see the difference between when Brendan Wayne is in it and when Pedro is in it because Brendan's got swagger in every armor piece that he's in. Mm. And if you notice that all the cast members call him Swagger on social media, so you know that's him. I thought um, I thought Bill Burr's character was making more of a point of like uh, the military industrial complex that is mandalorian culture and just that's how it's always been and and then he said that thing too about um it doesn't exist anymore because he said which i i really liked Mm -hmm. if you're from alderaan you believe one thing if you're from mandalore you believe something else but guess what they're both gone now which that's like that was a deep blow and that was and then just sitting over there like this maggie didn't you think that was just propaganda that's what yeah, it did. It definitely, it definitely felt like propaganda. Well, yeah. that's that's what Bo Katan was saying in in her episode. Is that don't believe everything you hear. You know, uh, he, when when Din was talking about Mandalore being cursed and you can't go there and everybody dies and da 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 and you know that's just the propaganda that the so Empire is spreading because they know they can't control the Mandalorians if they're actually unified. Mm-hmm. And look, thought, Din seems to be the person that can unify them. He makes friends with everyone. <laughs> he, he's a true. very, very. He just um, doesn't like most of them. Likable guy. Yeah. He trusts <laughs> he's a very likable guy. He trusts yeah. you. Easily. He does. He does. And I well, and I thought it was very interesting in this episode. There's clearly a point where, and, and we'll get to it in a little bit. He, I don't think he trusts Bill completely. No, he doesn't. And, trust and you'll see, Bill. you'll you'll see what I mean when he gets there. But. Um, you know, so they're going through, and, and yes, Bill is just ribbing him Migs. on this. Migs, excuse me, is ribbing him on this the entire time. Like, you look ridiculous in this outfit. The mighty Mandalorian he wearing was imperial to get him armor. He take the helmet off so bad. Yep, yep. And he, he was. He was, he was getting on him a little bit. Yeah, and, same. He's uh, the audience. <laughs> you know, when I think, and I think at this point, you know, they're, they're going on this, this trip, and, and, you know, they encounter some blown up transports of Rhydonium and Bill's just kind of looking at it like, Oh shit. Like, uh, this is a little nerve wracking. Or Migs is like, this is a little nerve wracking. And then they get to this village and he slows down. He honks the horn. You know, the kids kind of move out of the way. 
Um, and I loved the shot with Mando looking at the kid as he's driving by, you know, kind of, I think he was probably very in a, in a very similar situation as that kid when he was found as a foundling. He's also um, thinking about his kid. He's thinking about yeah, his kid. And thinking 100%. about his kid. There's a lot going through his head right there. And, you know, we kind of move on forward and they're still making their way. Uh, and then we encounter some pirates, which <laughs> I, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> like, Hey, look, and, and I, this is the same species as Sacy Teen, maybe? I'm maybe. guessing. Because it has he has the same kind of... Skin flaps. Uh, yeah, mantra, whatever you want to call them, on the side of his head. So maybe the same species. I didn't get that yet, but we'll... We do our deep Skin dive later flaps? on this week. I hope not. <laughs> uh, we'll Candace, talk about I'll it. I'll send you what I said. <laughs> okay, I need, don't need it mentioned. We don't need it mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> but we get, to, we get some pirates, and Din has... No trouble with the first wave. Uh, and I loved the action shots of him chucking bodies off the side of the tank. One goes so off stressful. the front and gets run over. One goes off the side and gets like run in the tire. He uh, did learn a quick lesson though that yes. you know this yes. isn't his armor. No. Okay. Can um, I can I wax no, no, no. philosophical for a moment? Hmm? Can I like wax philosophical for a moment and yeah, just talk fine. about this entire um this entire thing really struck me because as we've seen throughout the season, this evolution of Din and essentially having his proverbial armor being cracked, tipped away. away. I mean, the first hits was with Cobb and then with Bo and then with Boba. And he has finally literally been stripped of his armor and he's now in, yes, that is, yes. (laughs) So he lost his home. He lost everything that has tied him to the covert. His son. His son, yeah. son his son is his gone. His armor is taken. Stop it! That's me. His, so his <laughs> armor is taken cry. off of him. He's wearing somebody else's armor, but he's still he's still a Mandalorian. So he's still fighting like a Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he goes to block a shot, like he has always done, because yeah. of his his identity as a Mandalorian, it breaks, and he gets hurt. And so essentially, he has to he has to quickly adapt to being someone else, to being just a person not a Mandalorian. And we have finally reached this point in Din's arc where like he has to come to terms with what he knew of Mandalore and what the actual truth is and like who he can actually be as a person. And like Candace said earlier, this episode was so character driven and so much of like the Mm -hmm. really meaty parts was the underlying like illusions, the things that like you can really dig into and be like, Rick is incredible in creating this, this episode, uh, both what writing and directing. He decided this episode was, you know how you're like, okay, I'm this first and then I'm that and then I'm that. I think he decided to be a parent first and then a Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, he's accepted. This is my kid. Everyone's saying, oh, your kid's gone. Yeah, he doesn't correct mm-hmm. them. He's like, I need to get him back. That's my and, son. And what basically. he says at the end too. Yeah. Is, yeah. You know, so this is Den stepping up and realizing he's a parent first and foremost. Yeah. And he will do whatever it takes as a parent to protect his he, child. And I think he learned a, a valuable lesson from just the last episode with Boba Fett. Boba Fett wrecked a bunch of stormtroopers with a gaffy stick. He didn't have his armor on. Yeah. He didn't use any, like he just started wrecking people it, it, that showed the warrior that he is and how determined he was to overcome that situation. And I think that's where Mando just kind of clicked. Like I can do this too. And like I said, he had no trouble with the first wave. 
Uh, second wave was a little bit more difficult. Um, you know, he, he tells numbers. Yeah, volume, was, you know, it's how the yeah. the, um, the, the separatist helps. droid army worked. Yeah, yeah. So he 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 gets through the second wave and he tells Bill to speed up, which clearly aggravates the Rhydonium. Uh, it starts to like get into the red, and Bill says, "I got to slow this down." This was such a video game. But yes, yes. It, this was Mad <laughs> Max. The main boss. Essentially, yes, this was it was Mad, Mad, Mad Max. Max. It was Mad Max with the oil tanker trying to keep the crazies off yes, um, completely. I loved it. And, and it was fun to watch. It was just a fun chase scene to watch. Um, Bill's, uh, Miggs is a little tense, you know, in the front seat trying to drive and not blow up. He Mando's really a little bit tense. Yeah, Mando's a little tense uh, up on top where his armor is just breaking apart as he's trying to fend off these guys. He, and he literally picks up a live thermal detonator and chucks it back at the two behind him and it literally blows up uh right in front of the first one which takes out the second one um and at that well, point i think gonna do leave it there it, yeah and it blew him back <laughs> it blew him back onto the top of the thing and and then out of the smoke and debris here come three more and he's just like oh, was not having a good day no it was not fun for him and this train heist thing is like um not super unique to star Wars either, you know, very similar to the storming of the whatever ship trying to leave the Harbor he did with the night owls in the one episode, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they do the train heist in solo. Solo. They did it in, in rebels Rebels trying to rescue Sabine's dad. Everything is just a Western and we're all robbing the train. Yep. Yep. And the Westerns robbed the samurai movies. So we're, here we are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a full circle. Well, a Venn of diagram a- of Star Wars, Western films, and Samurai films. Yeah. So but spe- speaking of a Western, as he's just looking at this next wave of pirates with despair, in comes the cavalry, the air cavalry. We had TIE fighters. I have never been so excited to see TIE fighters <laughs> in my life. I was like, excited to see them well. do something and like blow something up for a change instead of getting shot down. I was super excited. Um, Very rare for a TIE fighter to be coming to the rescue in Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, and uh, you know they get to the bridge, and he's got to slow down, and that's where I think he, he really started to get worried, and then the TIE fighters come in. Um, and at this point, you know they're cheering, and uh, they get help. They get help coming out from the base. You have, yes, mm-hmm. this lovely shot of shore troopers and storm troopers coming out to assist them in getting rid of the pirates. Um Again, I I love the shore trooper armor. I think it's super cool. I love the tank trooper armor. That's also a cool one. I tend to prefer the all like the white helmet with the white uh, pads on from Rogue One, but that's just me. But the the green version was really really cool too. So, um, but they get to this base and they are just applauded. They're applauded. Look at this. They're saluting them. They're applauding them because that was the only transport that made it through. The only transport that made it through. And, and they passed the wreckage, and he saw the explosion of, like, two others. Is the only transport to make it through. And they get in there, and it's very much a scene of A New Hope after they blow up the Death Star, and Luke's getting out of the X-Wing cockpit, <laughs> and they're all giving him high fives. So many weird emotions. <laughs> because it was on the other side? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, this it's is a the first time the Empire's ever done this. They should have been super <laughs> sus we that won, they had capable people. Okay, yeah. honestly, as soon as they saw that somebody could shoot straight, I was like, mm, okay. not a stormtrooper. I, thought, I actually thought that's how they were going to get caught later yeah, when the 
the officer was like, so you guys are the only ones that made it through, huh? Our people normally suck, so what's going on here? <laughs> Take your helmet off. Who are you? Our yes. troopers are terrible. What's going yeah. on? <laughs> this is suspicious. Can we just talk about how the Empire's big win <laughs> was literally because of not being like Imperials? And it was uh, yeah. delivering a truck of gas, basically. Basically. Pretty much. Pretty much. I am disappointed that nobody was like, aren't you a little short? Like that line didn't get worked in at all. I was very disappointed by that. Maggie, they're desperate. They'll take any height. This is yeah, true. We're past the point. Yeah, they're like, point. Yep. So they, they get in. Now. <laughs> so they, they get in and they they get out of the <laughs> they get out of the transport and you know they're high fiving and saluting and he's like, All right, well we gotta get to the mess hall because that's where the um the food is. Well, I'm not yeah, ready for the this. food, the chow, uh, but also oh. the the comms, the comms relay, right? That they got to get to. This is where the strip tease happens. <laughs> so at this point, though, as they start to go in, Miggs uh, recognizes a familiar face, uh, and that was Valen Hess, who he served under uh, when he was still in the Empire. And you know, he's he's hesitant to go in, and he says, "I can't do it. He's going to recognize me. He's going to recognize me. I can't do it." Din goes, give me the, give me the, give me the code cylinder. I'll do it. He's like, but you got to take your helmet off. And he's, he's like, all right, just give me the cylinder. So he walks in and he does that initial scan. And this is what I said earlier. He didn't trust Bill Burr at that point because he no. let it scan him with the helmet on. And my, my thinking was that he still doesn't trust Bill that you have to take your helmet off to do it. But after it scans him and it says, oh, there's an error. We're counting down from 10 and then we're going to alert people. He went, oh, shit. And he's he, ready. He's, he says, I finally have to I have to take my helmet off in order to achieve this mission to go save the kid. Chewbacca. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right up Justin's alley. Yep. That's yeah. a good dad joke right there. Also um, happy to know that people are watching us through Periscope. Hello. Yeah. Hey, hey. Um, oh, but yeah. yeah so a, a Twitter listener here with uh, Bosk the... Or the Bosque? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was a very cool moment. Like he's he's still very hesitant of Bill and doesn't want to listen to him, but he straight up told him the truth when he got there. And see, I read it as he was trying to do it and seeing if he could get away with it that way, so that he would yeah. be forced into having to take the helmet off. Because I feel like he would he was still grappling mm -hmm. with like, well, maybe it'll work this way. Maybe I can do it this way. And then when he had no choice, he was like, all right, I I mm -hmm. have to commit to the bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, either way, he, oh. he at this point goes, <laughs> I got to take the helmet off. And here, and this is not, and I don't know what you guys thought, uh, Candace, I don't know what you thought on this. Is this the way you thought you would see uh, Din's face in this season again? Yeah, this is actually yes. what Maggie and I have predicted. <laughs> yes. We said he's going to have to show his face somehow or for some reason for Grogu. He's going to yeah. have to take the helmet off for his son. Keep it in your same pants, tab, yeah. same tab. Yeah, this is when Maggie passed out. <laughs> and I, I admittedly did too, I will admit. I had a feeling it was coming because since Tiernan is on the screen right now, Tiernan texted me was like, you're going to be happy. And I was like, yes, the helmet is coming off. <laughs> yeah, it, well, I, I, I had Called thought out. like he would have taken it off like <laughs> in the presence of Grogu at some point, not in order to get True. to Grogu. That was a, a big difference. I think 
um, in my take. I, I just figured he was going to take it off in front of Grogu for some reason. Can, uh, go ahead, can I do a deep cut? Mm-hmm. Um, so this this equates a little bit later into the episode, but I, I do want to point out something that just came to me while we were sitting here is the fact that um, IG-11 removed his helmet and was essentially redeemed. Um, so IG-11 was you know, a, an assassin droid um, bounty hunter droid, whatever, and then became a nurse droid and was like essentially redeemed in the eyes of Den by helping him and taking his helmet off. And now we have Miggs, who was not a good guy and has seen Den without his helmet on and has essentially been redeemed. And so I think that there's an interesting, I don't know if it is an intentional dynamic, but this like seeing Den without his helmet on has had a transformative experience for these characters. And mm-hmm. I personally think that is like tremendous. And I'm sorry, everybody wants to talk, so shut up. No, no, you're Wait, fine. Is I'm that because here. it's Pedro's face and he's so beautiful? And he makes everyone <laughs> I just... Mean... <laughs> I saw the, I saw his face on the set of Wonder Woman 1984, and I've never been the same. So maybe, maybe it's just Pedro. I mean, Maggie maybe. was committing crimes before this, guys. <laughs> what do you got, Josh? Yes, actually. Tinfoil hat theory for the season finale. Yes. Uh oh. They make it to Moff Gideon. <laughs> Din is fighting him with the spear. Somehow, mid fight, his helmet comes off. And Moff Gideon is redeemed and sets down the dark saber. He gives like, it to he's, him. He's too pretty. He's too pretty. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't nice. harm this beautiful nice. man. I've really, never heard a face like that. It's too pretty. I really, I mean, to be honest, um, I haven't recovered from the mountain hurting that face. Um, so I'm going to need that helmet to stay oh, on hurting. during any, I'm going to need it. Be. I'm going to need it to stay on during any battles with a, a, a staff. But to, to make it go completely full circle and weird, we need to have somehow the mithril, Terry Mithril is also there because it's Ratio Sands and he can reprise that old SNL bit where Chris Catan is like the sexy like Latino dancer guy or whatever and he's like, Oh no, I'm sexy, my friend. Like that's what I want to happen when the <laughs> helmet comes off. But well, fifty fifty, I think there's at least a good chance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I How think that he'll take the helmet off for the kid in the finale. I think they'll get the yeah. child back yeah. and he'll take it off. And I even have in dialogue. Private moment. Private planned moment. in my head. He gives little kisses. They're like, you're little my hello friend. <laughs> Kyle, what did you have there? <laughs> so I was going to say, I agree that Bill Bird did. I think we see him. I, I think you could say he was redeemed, but. I don't know that he ever really needed redemption. I think we just learned more about him um, because he was explaining to us that, yeah, he was an Imperial, but he takes that personally. Like he doesn't really like it when people Mm -hmm. talk about it. Um, It seems like it's something that wasn't really his choice. He was just kind of pushed into service and he was part of this, like I said before, military industrial complex that he obviously has like problems with. I think that's why he was trying to avoid this officer. He was trying to get out of this whole thing. He didn't Mm -hmm. want to take part in it. And then when they sit down and they're toasting to the empire, um, he just can't take it anymore because he knows these horrible things that this guy did. And he didn't care for the people who died next to him and all these other things. And I think that we we just realized Mm -hmm. that uh, Miggs had a lot more going on than we thought. He's not just this 
you know, kind of thoughtless, yeah. I'll kill anybody to get paid type of person. And before I go to, to Josh real quick here, because he's number one, uh, I want to say hats off, though, to Richard Brake. He is Brake. number one, huh? Uh, Richard Brake played Valen Hess, who, if you've ever seen Richard Drake, he always plays like a weird, creepy dude or a bad guy. He was actually, if you haven't seen it, uh, Tremors Shrieker Island on netflix if you want just to kill two hours i watched it it was actually pretty interesting it's actually Um, decent it's not terrible uh he was the night this guy brings up tremors yeah i know he was in yeah he was in uh, game of thrones he's been in kingsman uh he's been in a ton of stuff wait which kingsman how did you start with the most random tremors (laughs) well because it was the most recent thing that i've watched and i've actually never watched game of thrones so i didn't know that you're one person uh, he was the interrogator in the first one. Okay. Yeah. So he's because Pedro's uh, he's, in the third one. Yeah, he's done like a ton of stuff through his career, and he always plays like a weird, creepy bad guy. And this, I thought, was really, really good work uh, by Richard Brake. I, I just thought it was he was this so creepy. Still, you know, he's still stuck in those imperial ways. Just an all-around bad dude. And at first. When they got there, I thought we were going to get Sinjirath Velas as an ISB officer because you brought in Cobb Vanth uh, from the Aftermath novels. And this is in that same time frame. I thought for sure he was going to say Sinjirath Velas, and I didn't get it. And I was a little disappointed by that. But go ahead, Josh. Okay, now I have to try to remember what I was going to say. I'm <laughs> sorry. So that, no, that's okay. So that whole, like, them sitting down with him, it totally felt like that scene in Inglorious Bastards where they're in the bar playing, like, yes. the- the, the card game mm-hmm. um but i so to build on what kyle said yeah i don't think that it's necessarily a redemption as much as it is just like uh adding like l- multiple layers to to a character that was like extremely one-dimensional the first time we saw him and then just to to like piggyback on that the the thing where they um sit where they were sitting down um i was watching a thing earlier that said that that might have also been playing on a trope, a Western trope, because I guess a lot of Western movies um, oh, had shoot this... out of the card mm-hmm. game big time. Well, no, not not oh, so yeah. much that, but like with the guy with his Southern accent, they were saying that like one one Western trope was like uh, defeated Confederate generals like hiding out in Mexico yeah. like after the war, and so like these are defeated Imperials hiding out in the outer oh, rim. Oh yeah, I picked like, up on that too. Uh, I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To go back to what Kyle was saying earlier about um, Megs and like redemption, I will say, do you think that he was redeemed in the eyes of the characters around him? Because a few characters who will remain nameless definitely had a change of opinion about him based on his actions. So he he definitely was redeemed in terms of people's opinions. I don't think that he personally needed to be like redeemed, but I think that his, his, the, the idea of him was redeemed just like IG 11 and what people assume of a bounty hunter droid was redeemed so much so that he ended up with a statue. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we're going to get a big statue next year. because That would be weird. Never However, <laughs> they could come back to that village and mm-hmm. he could have like turned that village around he and be, be like, folk hero of that town. Now he could be the folk hero of that town. So like he could have a statue next year, who knows? But I do know that Candace had some really interesting thoughts about Migs and PTSD, which I thought were awesome. Yes. Oh my gosh. So his, his eyes and his reaction seriously again i didn't know bill had it in him i also want to applaud rick so much for the writing god i shudder to think what he said to him to make him act like that i know (laughs) like 
it's just you see him kind of like curl into himself and his reaction is just like how people react with this and it's like seeing and being able to relate and see these real human emotions and in something that's all the way in other galaxies amazing and still be able to relate to those characters and just like you know it's... there was so much eye acting both between pedro and bill because there was so oh, much on pedro's yeah. face yeah his his just like eyebrow movements and subtle things like that which yeah, is yeah, I thought he, that face. that's when he was trying to cover for him yeah <laughs> he's like he can't hear anymore he had a charge go off next to him he can't hear you gotta speak up they should have just said he hit his head really hard when we were just winning that little battle with the pirate yeah, yeah. So he's he's like adrenaline and stuff like that but yeah. oh i have a question do you guys think that Meg's oh opinion, my god <laughs> Meg's opinion changed after he saw that dim was willing to take yes. off his helmet 100 and that kind of maybe inspired him because it's obvious that Meg's lost someone people he loved too mm-hmm yeah, I, yeah, I, I think, think it so. definitely I think like he... increased his level of respect for him, his commitment. What's well, it's the title of the the episode, the, the believer. believer. It's mm-hmm. it's the believer in something, and it's quite clear that Den believes in the child and believes in that familial bond. And I think that spoke to to Migs because yeah. you could see it when they cut back to Migs when he was watching him through the doorway, and you could see like something shifting. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I I felt like once he took the helmet off that I did see a lot of expressiveness in his eyes, but I also felt like he was acting like someone who is not used to their face being exposed. All of us after COVID. There was no smiles or frowns. His mouth never moved. He wasn't making like, he wasn't making normal human facial expressions, you know, and I thought that was It felt like he was in shock. I think yeah. he was like, genuinely in shock of what he had to do because this is also new to him. And I also just like jokingly love the idea that he was like, if I stand really still, this man who is talking <laughs> to me right now. Away. <laughs> yeah, they can't see you if you don't move. He's he trying to do the Drax and just become invisible. He is such a himbo. He's just like, if I stand, because he literally yeah. was just like stiff as a board. Like, is he talking to me? Oh no, he's talking to me. Yeah. Uh, just like, do you think he's like used to making faces under the helmet? And he's like, I can't do that anymore because people can see my face. Right, right. You know? we, like, we do but... know that he's really bad at coming up with things on the fly because that whole encounter with the um, New Republic guy a couple episodes back when he was like, I, I, I don't have that program on my ship. And then, oh, would you look at that? Yeah, <laughs> he needs to yeah he's not much of a crew. smooth talker. No. They got I think aliases, that's what they got everything ready to go. I think that's yeah. what confused. Like, so when Valen Hess walks up and he asks him, he's, he says, Well, what's your ID? And he starts just naming fake positions. And he's like, <laughs> Lieutenant <laughs> Squad Leader. And he's like, No. He's like, What's your TK ID? And he's like, Uh. And then, and that's when I think when, when, when Migs comes up and he's like, Oh, this is my, this is my squad leader. He's blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we just call him brown eyes. <laughs> and, he but he yeah. took a he took a blast and he can't hear so good, so you gotta speak up. And then Valens like Valis is like What's your TK number? And he's like yelling at him. And, <laughs> and Din is just, and like, just looking stupid, like, huh? Is he talking to me? What what's happening? <laughs> and he he I think at that point he's like, Oh, Miggs is covering for me. He's like, Okay. He's like, All right, we're going somewhere with this. And he's like, I'm just gonna play along. And 
Was so, he playing along? <laughs> yeah, I, well, he didn't have much choice at that That's point. Just much doing what he's much doing. like most of these episodes, <laughs> Din didn't have a choice when when uh, you know the kid's gone and Boba and and Fennec are like, you we're know, gonna help you now. He's like, okay. Din knows what's going on like ten. He's just going the with the flow. He's just going with the in flow. In his defense, when you're in an Imperial disguise and the Imperial officer says specifically, "What's your TK number?" Yep. What, and you have literally. No he clue whatsoever that even means. Sixty nine four twenty is always. The what do you, yeah. What are you gonna <laughs> say? He doesn't even. He doesn't know what come. How many numbers? He doesn't no. know. Is there Does a dash? Are there other letters? One, he has two, no clue. He He's just no gonna clue. say another it's dumb one. thing. Yeah. yeah. So this he was, was just like I am a mute. This was a great lead-in because at this point, Valen's like, "Well, you guys are the guys that drove that tanker back, aren't you?" He's and basically waiting till he has to start shooting his way out because yes, it's like pretty much, no <laughs> pretty, other, pretty much one tool. He doesn't yeah. have like, a tool belt. He just interact? has one tool. How yeah, to so, interact with people? I can't headbutt. Yeah. So he, yeah, he gets I don't to know. Point where Valen is like. Oh, you guys made it through. Let's go celebrate. Come have a drink with me, right? And they and go Din's over to the like, table. I hate my life. <laughs> and yeah, and at this point, Din's like, "This is really awkward." And Miggs is going, "All right, I'll play along with it." You know, this guy clearly doesn't recognize me yet. He doesn't recognize me, but I think Miggs at that point sees it as an opportunity to, um, I don't, I don't want to say vet some frustration, but maybe bring up the past, which he clearly knew with Valen Hess. Uh, about what happened on what was the planet uh, Burnham Con? Uh, he's like, mm, let's talk about this a little bit. So they sit down. He pours him a drink. They start talking about the Empire, uh, and you know they talk about Burnham Burnham Con, uh, which was part of Operation Cinder. Um, it was a mining planet that was essentially burned to the ground. I mean, it was they, once it was stripped of what it was needed for. There wasn't anything left for it, for it to be. So clearly. Uh, Valen had, I, I'm going to guess they did something to the entire village with their troops still in the village. Um, and that's what Miggs was getting at was that you yeah, killed roughly five enemy and their own people or something yep, like you that. You killed yeah. like five to 10,000 people, innocent women, children, civilians, uh, and our own troops were there. You it killed reminded my friend. me of Vietnam, it, mm-hmm. like tremendously the way that it was being discussed. And it sounded like, like a Vietnam veteran talking about like the things that they saw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he, I, I think he's a lot of, to your point, Candace, that PTSD is kind of coming out a little bit right now. And he's, he's going back to that moment and his frustration in that moment where maybe his, his job as a mercenary uh, maybe led him away from that. And he didn't have to think about it so much because he makes that comment early on to Din. He's like, it doesn't really matter what you do during the day. It's just so long as you can sleep at night or something. I think it was something along those yeah. lines. And and, well, I and think... that's sort of the empire makes that has made that move before too. That's what yeah. happened on Scarif. They yeah. they couldn't they yeah, couldn't they get it under people. control. So let's just torch everything, yep. no matter who's down there. Yeah. So some of that PTSD comes out in this scene, and he you can see he's getting more frustrated as the conversation continues to escalate. And Valen Hess says he makes this great line. He goes, "Everybody thinks they want freedom, but what they really want is order." And he was basically saying, you know, the New Republic is out of control. They have no idea what they're doing. The Empire is strong in the Outer Rim. We're making a comeback. Yeah, fascists have been saying that for years. It's it, yeah. So it's it's it was a very bold statement. I think that's where he went. "Mm, No, that's not what people want. People want to do yes, what they want to do. 
and he used uh, his freedom. <laughs> and it was interesting because he goes, and I think it was Migs earlier had made a comment about unruly, ruly. Uh, I forget the rest of the line, but it was unruly, ruly something while he was talking to Din in the the cockpit, and it was it was very opposite uh, of what uh, it was kind of along what Valen Valen Hess had said, but I think at that point what Migs had said earlier, he no longer believed. And he went, mm, no, that's not what we want. We want that freedom. We, we want to be able to choose. And so yeah, he just drops a blaster bolt to his chest out of the blue. And I think at that point, Din looks at him with this face of surprise and he's like, we can shoot now? Okay. Yeah, I think he was ready <laughs> to be like, oh, now I can contribute again. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. He's like, oh, I can do stuff. Uh, but he, he shoots him right in the chest. There goes Valen Hess. It's a beautiful shot right there. Um, <laughs> which good thing he recharged that blaster that he ran out of blaster bolts and threw away on top yeah. of the transport earlier in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. and then the shore trooper comes up and he's like standing there looking at him. And then Miggs hits this little drop back chest shot uh, and takes out the shore trooper across the hall. And here's where you can really kind of see how much of a sharpshooter Miggs was. Um, just with uh, the blaster, a, a lot of accurate shooting in this episode. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so he dis- he dispatches a bunch of troops there, and at this point, they're like, "All right, we got to go out through these vents in the cafeteria." Um, so they make their escape. Very suspicious. You're not what? supposed to vent from the cafeteria. It's <laughs> among us joke because I'm very cool. We appreciate that immensely. I mean, sus. It, it's sus. <laughs> So you, they go out, and uh, you know there's troopers trying to get them. Here's where Fennec and Kara are uh, displaying a exceptional array of sharpshooting skills from a cliff, uh, kind of adjacent to where they're getting out of. Calling shots, it was cool. Calling shots. You see the gunnery troopers up on top. Um, you know, uh, you see the gunner, the um, gunners up on top trying to get to the cannon. Yeah, the they can't do it. Gun. Yep. Um, they take out more troops. Um, they start to climb to the top. Uh, and then Thank you for noticing as they get to, <laughs> as they get to the top, uh, what does Din say? He's like, hurry up. And he's like, what the hell do you think I'm doing? <laughs> and he's, yeah. here's that, here's that Bill Burr wit again. And he's like, what do you think I'm doing? I'm coming. And, uh, they get to the top and they go running across and here comes slave one. Yes. Love it. We, Bill looks we like did. Bill looks we, like he's struggling here. We did skip lie. over the moment where Miggs handed him his helmet back and said, I didn't see anything. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. I forgot that. Thank you. Yeah. He goes, Which was you a did, great moment. You did what yeah. you had to do. I never saw your face is mm-hmm. what he says. Yeah, they both have some like new respect for each other. Yeah. 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 Redemption. And I, and I think that was a good point where we look at, you know, we look at all rebels um, and we go, not all rebels are good. I mean, Saw clearly did some gnarly things and we look at all imperials you can't look at all imperials and go all imperials are bad even though they've done some gnarly things so i think both sides of uh war are equally bad yeah he is now an ex-imperial i don't know that you could put the good label on any active imperial Hey, a couple of them no. turned uh, spy, my man. Yeah, think yeah. of Hot Callus right. before right, he was hot. They but they're not good until they turn. No longer. Kyle, did you active. call him Hot Callus? Yeah, Hot Callus. Okay, you don't know about good. Hot Callus? Yeah, we know about that I, Hot Callus. Okay, good. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. yeah. Like those mud jobs, uh, right? And if you have regular and Hot Callus, yeah. if you're on the show, we put up a Twitter poll on who would play a live action Hot Callus. Uh, just yeah, yesterday was that yesterday? Two days ago, I think. Doesn't matter what day it was. Time means nothing this year. 
Yeah. Yeah, yes, we put it up smart. sometime this smart year. Smart Christmas. Uh, and I don't know. I think uh, was it Hugh Jackman or? I'm gonna uh, see. No, who, no, no. It I was see um, who's winning right now. Can it be Leave Schreiber? I want. Yeah, Leave. Leave was that up was there. my pick. That's who I. Suggested. That's who I voted for. Um, but who was the second guy you had up there, Josh? I can't remember his name. He was, uh, I think, ahead. Was it Tom Nikolai, Hardy? Nikolai, the guy who plays Jamie Lannister. Ooh, Nikolai yeah. Kostowaldu. Yeah. I love yeah. that man. I can yeah. see that. I think yeah. he was winning. So um, He is hot. But we did leave it open. We had another category. So if you've got a better suggestion, you can go to the Twitter poll and comment who your, who your so, other, other hot callus would be. Right now, Nikolai has 42%, 42.4%. Uh, leave. It's puppy time. Oh, I'm sorry. I I'm not. No, no, looking no I'm at trying. Just give me a second. He's half asleep. <laughs> Go ahead, waking Josh. your. Well, I let I let mine stay. He. Oh, there he is. He's making eye contact. Puppy time. <laughs> Double hey, dual puppies. Um, but yeah, and Hugh Jackman is is in last place with 15. percent Wow. And only only one person commented or Kelsey Grammer. How did what? we not think of Kelsey Grammer as <laughs> hot callus? No, I'm sorry. Tiernan's yeah, out here with the, the hot take. Figure it out. Figure it out, Tiernan. That's cool. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, so to your point, yeah, he basically hands him that helmet back. He Relevant. Says, oh, very nice. Hot callus pin coming up. Yes. Got to get a hot callus pin. Some, somebody already has one that we, one of our favorite makers, and I can't remember which, I think it might be Luminous Beings, has a hot callus. It's like callus in a heart. Hmm. So heart callus, not hot hot callus. <laughs> no, no, I'm no. It's hot callus though. Hot heart, heart, call. heart hot, hot callus. Hot callus in a heart. Yeah, hearted hot callus. Yeah, and there's something going on there. <laughs> oh, you know who else would be good? Um, oh my god, I'm blanking Br- on his Brandon name. doesn't even know who hot callus is, but he's voting Matthew McConaughey. Um, yeah. Sons of Anarchy. Um, he's usually my Kate Skywalker um, oh, fan cat. Hunnam. Um, uh, Charlie Hunnam. Charlie, there you go. Nice. He's nobody good. nobody wants a here. nobody wants a John Heater as Hot Callus. No, John Heater. No, oh, there's there's okay. a puppy. <gasps> it's a Bucky. Puppy cam back. Nice. Looking very co- very comfortable. Very comfortable. And we're back around. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm calling Kelsey right now. I'm gonna get him in the Star Kelsey Wars. Kelsey Grammer. Universe. I don't see I, it. I don't know, see him in the uh, Star Wars universe. He could be a, a like an imperial officer some... or something. Yeah, like a senator. He's funny like though. He could play. Um, oh, what's the character in Rebels? Or is it Resistance? I'm blanking. I think it's Resistance. Um, hang on, I'll get the name. There's a hot callus. Look at that. Good there you pull. go. Look at those chops. And a little V cut right here. That's some. That's some uh, impressive. Yeah, uh, that's some impressive beard detail. maintenance right there. That is that is impressive. Um, but we get to the best part. My my opinion, the best part of this episode, Zap. where where Din and and Migs jump on the back of Slave One with the open open hatch, and uh, they get in and they sit down, and here comes Very Firefly two, move. I loved it. Two Imperial Tie Fighters on Slave One's tail, and Boba goes, "We've got company." And he goes, hold on. And he just like (laughs) turns the stick and takes Slave One in a different direction. You see them just shift in their seat this way. So you can clearly see how maneuverable Slave One is. And he just goes on this climb and the two TIE Fighters follow him. And all of a sudden you see the back hatch open up like this. 
and the seismic charge comes out and he drops it and then all of a sudden you get that fantastic sound that Love that it. so recognizable sound from attack of the clones of whatever it is <laughs> that's my attempt at it right there well, you can't forget like the lack of sound before it yes too. the it's giant so like suck of air and yeah, sound like a and vacuum all of a sudden, or something Yes, that was my favorite part of this, uh, and I was just throwing my hands up, enjoying every minute of that uh, as they escape the two. Oh, and I forgot, Migs, you know, he shows off his sniper skills again. He takes out uh, the top of the tank, which causes the Rhydonium to blow up, which destroys the whole base, which I also thought was interesting because it was like, it looks like it was a dam. Yeah, it looks like it was like a dam as well. And Imperials like to build their fortress with a front wall like that on a ledge or there's very James Bond villain esque. Yes. Very much. I was just a little worried because I'm pretty sure all of the water was to the left and all of the uh, kind of water coming through was to the right face. I don't think it was a a body of water. I'll have to go back and look, but it was a little concerned because I'm like, okay, wait, you just blew up that whole thing. What's down in that valley? Uh, below the dam that's about to get wiped out by all that water but just the villagers yeah just the whole you know all those villagers and and wildlife yeah it's okay um but anyway we we arrive back they go to a safe spot somewhere else on the planet uh and here we get mando back in his full mandalorian regalia (laughs) that is not mando that is hot callus that's a hot callus in a heart right there you guys know me. I don't care what we're talking about. I'll bring up the thing I was talking about. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. but this that like should it. have been heart callus, not hot callus. They, know, they missed that, out on some marketing. That some callus hasn't callus. come hither. Eyes. Missed opportunity, guys. They should have run it by us. I'm really good at puns. Just just read any of my articles. I, I'm special. Yeah. Um, so we get to this meeting between Din and Kara and Migs. And I think at this point, Migs is basically resigned to go back to his life uh, on. You go start chopping up Tie Yeah, back on the chop, the chop shop time. planet. And he's like, "All right, officer, you know, put me in cuffs, take me away." And he's ready to go. And uh, at this point, you know, Kara and um, Din basically say, "Oh, it's a shame. Migs died in that giant explosion of that base trying to help us." And he looks really confused here. He's like, it took him a long time to catch what? on to what they were doing. Although it could have been like yeah. they were about to just shoot him. That's what I was thinking too. And I'm sure he was probably like, oh crap. Well, he <laughs> like, walked backwards. Die. He was like, so I'm yeah. good. I'm not turning my back. Yeah. And, did, and finally, Din gives this little nod like, yeah, go ahead. Get out of here. And he just his body language. He's like, yeah, man, go ahead. You're good. And he, he just walks face. off you're into good. the woods. Go. He's, he, he just wanders off into the sunset. Happy ending for uh migs uh and he was like grinning i was like homeboy's happy i think he felt i think he maybe felt like a little bit like in himself like i think he probably felt good about what he did and kind of said hey you know this this valen hess guy was responsible for several thousand deaths i just took out him and a whole bunch of my former you know employers yeah co-workers i feel pretty good about it he also made sure that something like Project Cinder wasn't going to happen again because remember yeah. that's what he was saying. He's like, oh, well, yep, we're going to do it again. And he, that's what really made him snap. Yeah. So. He basically, he said, uh, what was it? The Burnham Con, Burnham Con 
was going to look like mild compared to what we're about to do with all this Rhydonium. So, um, but yeah, he just kind of walks off into the sunset, super happy. Like, Hey, here we go. He's going to become the folk hero of that village. Yeah. He'll the have hero a statue. <laughs> um, somebody asked, I think earlier in the chat, if you think we're going to see um, Migs again, does anybody think we're going to see Migs I'd again? I'd never say no. Yeah. Especially with Mandalorian. They're alive. You never know. It's true. I would say with the performance that he delivered in this and knowing his character is still alive, I think there's a good opportunity for him. Maybe like obviously not in next week's episode, but I think next season for him to come back in some way, shape or form um, to help Mando again. So I think that'll be, I would really they're... love an interaction of Den with his helmet off in season three, because he's like changing his way up mm-hmm. and Migs comes back to like help on something. And he's like, also oh, you're doing this like full time now with the, the helmet off and whoever else is around was like, he saw you without your helmet on because it would just be so funny, but yeah. probably more humor than, than this series usually has. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So where do you guys think next week, clearly final episode of the season, right? Big, big we season. Didn't mention the oh, big I forgot. Thing. I forgot. Yes. So we get this, we go back to Moff Gideon's <laughs> ship, his, uh, his Imperial cruiser here. And, um, Katie O'Brien, comes in and says sir you need officer to see this O'Brien. yeah officer o'brien you need to see this and she puts this uh hologram image of din jaren up and it's basically the same message that moff gave to him when he was in uh when he was trapped in the pub um with everybody else and you know moff was trying to get the kid and it's the same message. And I, I think at this point, Moff Gideon goes, oh, crap, I'm in trouble. <laughs> like, I should have done that. This was the taken moment that I have yeah. been waiting for. I have annoyed everyone with my taken comparisons, but he went full Liam Neeson. I have a particular set of skills. I will Which find is you. fine by me because I quite on Jen. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but he went, he went full taken father right mm-hmm. there. And I was like, in that moment, you know, the den has fully committed. That is his kid and he's getting him back. Yep. And he even says, you have no idea how much that kid means to me or what that, how much that child means to me or something like mm-hmm. that. And at that point, you're like, oh boy, you pissed daddy off. And what you was know, great was that it den. was, it was essentially the same yeah, the, the exact same. same. It was the exact same thing that Moff had said last season, but the difference was that there was actual meaning behind context. the words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And well, we no, know you have no idea how much thinking. he means to him because he's doing a science experiment, or you know how much he means to me because he's, he's my important child. to me, like mm-hmm. he's my son, my adopted child, or my foundling, or whatever. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that was a that was a good point right there. Migs Mayfield and Rangers of the New Republic with. Kara Cynthia Dune and Fennec no. Stan. No, no, no. I can see that. I no. can't. No. no. Yeah. No. I mean, he, he give him a bigger role. Give him a little bit more. Yes, he's uh, fine. No Kara. No Kara. <laughs> well, yeah. unf- unfortunately, she's probably going to be in that. Probably so. Nope, not I, now. I, I actually I, I, don't think that because I don't they didn't announce so. her when they were announcing the show. So did they, they announce anybody? Me. They've tagged yeah, Rosario. Rosario was so all good. over this. Yeah. They didn't okay. touch her, and she nope. didn't even interact with she it. Didn't or tweet, she it. didn't say anything either. So, so maybe that's not the Cara Dune show then. Bad behavior no. has consequences. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's, hey. a, there's. I'm just gonna say there's a lot going on with Rosario Dawson right now as well. Um. So I, I, I know it's it slightly, but it there's a lot also, going on there that a lot Rosario of people are Dawson's not happy. Rosario Dawson's a good with. actress. 
That's a big difference. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just super talented. I could get into semantics with that. But yeah, um, we're going off topic. Yeah, you're going off topic. Maggie and I have lots of feelings. Yeah. So, but there's a lot of people that are unhappy with that as well. So, it, it, you know, until they come out and they confirm these kind of things, it's hard to say. And, And the one thing I would say that we all agree with is people that come out over the summer before these shows ever release. Please, if you know something, do not post spoilers. Do not post, I've heard blah, 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 blah. Just leave it alone, people. Nobody likes spoilers. No, Nobody wants to touch those. No scoopers. No nothing. Leave it the way it is. Let it come out when it comes out. That's half the fun of watching these shows is seeing these moments when these characters are revealed for the first time that you had no idea was going to be in it. That's why next week I would love for somebody to appear in that season ending show that we had no inkling was going to be in it at all. Very much like the child in season one, we had no idea that that was going to be there. And to get something like that in the season finale going into the third season of Mandalorian would just be a jaw dropper. And that's what I would love to see. Like when you guys shocked, it. like you kind of felt like maybe the helmet was going to come off, but you weren't like sure. You're like, maybe they're saving it for mm-hmm. the finale. It was still that shock and that rush. I thought it was like a yeah. tease. I was like, yeah, they're same. teasing us. They're just like, teasing oh, us. Oh, teasing me with his face. Because there was a moment when he was, he was fighting with the pirates and his head was dangling yeah. over. And I was like, your helmet's going to fall off. And I was like, I don't want this to be how it happens. <laughs> like just in a random scuffle, like with a pirate. Like, <laughs> please, no. Too far it's so bad. Me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I love the episode, to your point, Candice. It was a, a great um character builder it was a, a, mm-hmm. a more of that world building that we love in star wars um thoroughly love to see kind of migs get a little bit of a backstory because when he was first revealed and in, in season one as a imperial sharpshooter i was like "Ooh, that's kind of cool i want to learn more about that let me hear more about yeah. that and to get that backstory on who he was uh I, I still don't think we got why he left the the empire or what happened there right i'm just gonna assume after the empire fell he just was like all right i'm gone peace out um, but Wasn't I don't know. Just after Cinder, he was like, I just watched all my friends die. That's kind of what I figured is like, he was just like, all right, I'm done with this. I'm out yeah. and just kind of quit. Um, but we didn't really get that. I don't think like the full story behind it that he just pieced out. So, um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a great episode. It was a lot of fun. Love the Mad Max car chase scene. Um, probably not my favorite episode of the season, but definitely really, really good. And they've been killing it killing it this this season um and yes rick uh is it fum uh Fumuyiwa, uh was just awesome in this episode like every director they have on here has just nailed the content the story the characters that they're supposed to be delivering uh and it's just absolutely fun to watch love it what i th- just one thing about him is his movies have been and series have been character driven they're not action mandalorian's mm-hmm. the first time mm-hmm. he does action and it really shows that he knows how to work with actors and how to grow characters mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, I would... Bill was almost crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's they impressive. Got him. Yeah, they got him. Yeah, you don't just quit the Empire, Tiernan. Uh, I mean, Han Solo did. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that's true. So did Sabine and Wedge. And well, did he get quit or did he yeah, get kicked he, out? A, a lot of people. Hot he cows. walked out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah he, that's true. Because he went to join, uh, what's his name? Who? Uh, Han went to join, uh, what's his face? Um, yeah, he definitely quit. He was yeah, like, I can't, I can't think of his name. Yeah, Woody Harrelson's character. I can't think of it. Uh, I, why can't I think of his name right Beckett. now? Beckett. 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 Thank you. Yes, Beckett. Who killed Aura Singh? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's related you know, to Boba? The, the fall it's killer. All tied he just pushed her. It's all tied yeah, he didn't kill her. The fall killed her. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Uh, any, any? Do you guys have any other thoughts, comments, anything on this episode? Can we just pull up brown eyes for the final final episode of the show? Brown eyes. I need a brown, brown eyes. eyes. There we go. Thank you. Smolder. What a look. Look Smolder. at that face. Look at that face. Look at that hair. Look at that. Look at that. Mm. Look at that profile. <laughs> look at that I man. Want, I want a mix to be like, why are you cupping that up? Seriously. I love the mustache if he's never taken his his mask off. Yeah. Though. He keeps it's he like he's making he a choice in private fashion, yeah. but then nobody even sees it. He looks at himself in the mirror before he puts Selma back on to go to sleep. Yeah. But like the whole point of the helmet is that you don't care about Look your at that appearance. face. And then like maybe that's he gonna, care, maybe he cares his about face. his appearance when he's by himself and he's like I really like I really bit. like a mustache. He's like the stash stage. Stop it. Oh, Josh. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Just oh, like the my goodness. two things that killed in. Space <laughs> Okay, There yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Dead bought a fit. Love it. Uh, so, any predictions for next week? Has anybody got any bold, bold uh, off the cuff predictions? Do you guys think he's getting um, the child back next week, or is that cliff hanging into? I next can't season? wait until Christmas. I cannot. We don't get a new episode until Christmas twenty twenty one. Can you imagine? Okay, I think it would hurt. Like children watch this. It's too much. Also, too- I watch it. It's too much for me too. I am a child. <laughs> I am child. I am baby. I yes. can't do it. <laughs> They had to wait three years to get Han out of Carbonite. Hey, how long did you have to uh, to wait to find out that Boba Fett was still alive? Even longer than that. So one year to yeah. get the kid back yeah. is not that long. Literally your entire life, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> he was um, alive in two, in, until Disney bought him in, it bought in 2012. He was so, alive in the Okay, fair. Right? Well, no, the, the no, book. No, I know. Yeah. He was alive in the EU. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, 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 don't I don't know. know. I don't think he's. Yeah, I, th- think about this. If for him to get the child back, he's going to in one episode. Yeah. Get to Moff Gideon. Get people. Get to Moff Gideon. Break into the ship. Right? Fight mm-hmm. him and take him down. Beat all those uh, like dark troopers. Dark troopers. And get the child. And seems like a lot to happen Dale in one said episode it was like to gonna me. Be like guys. seventy minutes. Right? Yeah, it's going to be really. Still seems long. like a lot to happen in oh, an hour-long episode. I thought it was funny because he said it was. Oh, I thought it was. Oh, yeah. okay, never mind. I thought it was. Yeah. I thought. I thought it was slated to be a long episode. Yeah, it's supposed to be long. But okay, this is what I think might happen: is Gideon isn't actually the big bad. Something else comes. Someone else comes. Like I don't know. Thrawn. 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 What? Thrawn. Thrawn. Oh, I was like, who's Ron? <laughs> Ron, Ron, Ron so like, I don't want to be in this. Okay, yes. just yeah. so I'm you all Ron know, Burgundy. It, it was actually an allusion to the spiders and the butterflies. Ron Weasley is the the ultimate villain in the Mandalorian. <laughs> You're hearing it here first. Um, Space yeah. wizard. <laughs> yes, Space it's wizard. all been there. It's been clues all along. Is Ron Weasley? Yeah. <laughs> Ladies, I got bad news. This season is going to end, and that child is going to be a prisoner. Kyle, Sorry. how dare you? It's okay. not come. It's not happening. Isn't it? Isn't it weird? Isn't it weird how like I, I hear like this like too, breeze? I hear this like breeze. I don't hear anything. I just, yeah. I want to give I you guys some time about. to prepare. Wrap your no. brain around it. Yeah. I want We're you to have it's going to be hard. I, and I think, but that's what gets you. That's what's going to make you wait for another year. Is is what happened to the child? What's going on? He's still stuck there. 
I don't no. think I don't think he's getting back. I think it's going to be too much for him. Um, I, I just don't see it happening, even in that episode. And yes, I do think there is another reveal. I would love for there to be another reveal of another character, um, some other level person uh, arrives that's worse maybe than Moff Gideon. Um, is this the big bad you it, were talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yes. How did you find that so fast? That is awesome. <laughs> Uh, yes, Thrawn oh Swanson arrives, and uh, everyone is terrified at this point because he I has just, a better mustache than Din. I just yeah, think seriously, merchandise wise, <laughs> that it would be bad if like Baby Yoda's still trapped, and then kids are getting like Baby Yodas for Christmas. For Christmas, and they're like, "But Baby Yoda's in handcuffs with the bad man." You know, yeah, Ma- Mom, I'm where very did I get sorry the if all the children feel that way. Baby Yoda. I'm just telling you, I don't see it happening. Kyle, you don't want the children to have a Merry Christmas? Is that what you're saying? Fuck them kids. I'm just telling you what's going to happen, man. That's my opinion. I don't think that hey, child's getting... Hey, I don't think they're going to rescue him in one episode. And because like we're going to build this all up for like two whole seasons for a confrontation with Moff Gideon where he's on screen for one episode. I don't know, man. I just don't see it. Yeah. I think they're going to drag it out. I don't know. And that I would say this, the merchandising sales, I don't, I think if they haven't slowed already, they either overproduced on the child or they've slowed <sighs> because you can find the child everywhere. Now he is it's like literally, frozen. yes, it's it is crazy. everywhere. I mean, you couldn't find it at the end yeah. of season one it, because they didn't have it out. And as soon as it was coming out, people were buying it up in waves and then they just amped up that production. And now you can find the child literally everywhere. I mean, he is at Kohl's. He is at Costco. He is shelves. at. He is everywhere. Like you can find eight to ten of. They look like gremlins at this point. They just keep multiplying. Um, so it is everywhere. The, the child is everywhere. Uh, whether you like it or not, he is to be found everywhere. So, um, including with his father, Din. <laughs> after the end of this episode, Kyle. <laughs> I hope it happens for you. I hope it happens for you. I'm yeah, not saying I don't want the child to be rescued. I'm just saying I don't think that seems likely. That was a cool scene, though. I love that one. The child's like, wee! Yeah, that scene was great. Um, Candace, that seems a little likely. We're going to, I think we're going to wrap it up here. We're going to take it home, finally. Uh, we've been rambling on for about an hour and a half about this episode. We love this episode. It was great. Candace, where can our listeners and our viewers find you at on the social medias? Um, we're at the Geeky Waffle on everywhere but Twitter. Twitter, we're geeky underscore waffle, which is right there. And tomorrow, Maggie and I have our Amanda Night Live, where there will be a lot of fangirling out with her and our So Rizzo. much. They've already threatened me. <laughs> nice. Hey, I'm just threatening you with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, rest of you guys, where can they find you guys at? Josh? I am Battle of Tanab on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, this is Kyle, and as you can see right there, I am KB underscore legend on the Twitters and Instagrams and anything else probably. I am not Beaumont. I am Maggie, and you can find me at Maggie of the Town over on Twitter. Nice. Uh, I'm Justin. You can find me at I am the Bendu. It's like right over here in the corner. Um, you can find the Star Wars friends on all social media at SW Friends Show, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, you can email us at show at Star Wars uh, Star Wars Friends dot com. 
Um, and then we do our weekly show, our weekly podcast. Um, we just rolled out our new episode yesterday, I think. Um, we just dropped last week's yesterday, and then we should have uh, the new one coming to you guys uh, middle of next week sometime. So uh, where we recap this episode a little bit more in depth, we kind of go back through, see what we find. Um, and then we go from there. Uh, we always love having you guys on with us on Friday nights. It gives us an hour and a half to just kind of relax a little bit, talk about our favorite stuff, Star Wars. Um, read your comments, read your awesome quotes in here. Um, your terrible dad jokes as well. Um, we love it. We enjoy having you guys. Um, if, if you have friends that want to listen, check us out. Please send them our way. We're happy to have them. Um, but other than that, I think we are going to wrap this evening's episode up. Thank you guys for joining. And as always, we're going to end this in classic Star Wars fashion. May the Force be with you. Always. Always. <laughs> Always. And also with you. Good. That's Good. the new one. <laughs> All right, guys. Good night to you, uh, Mr. Brown. <laughs> Is that blue steel? <laughs> I think it was hey, blue um, steel. I, I had an idea earlier um, for the fundraiser. If uh, if you're one of the people that got a HasLab and you're upset about this and you want to return it, oh, you know what? The deadline's already up. This joke is – I was going to say you could use that. If you returned your HasLab, you could donate that money to the fundraiser. I like that. There you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. But it's not as funny because the – Too too late now. Sorry. It's too late now. <laughs> you, <laughs> you already did I, it. I will applaud then... you. <laughs> yeah. But, yes, um, be sure to donate yes. to the Trans Rights or Human Rights. This is the Ray Fundraiser. It ends on Sunday, December 20th, which is one week away, which is crazy. But if something, like, really bad happens, maybe we'll extend it. Who knows? <laughs> Why would you say that, Maggie? <laughs> I'm just something saying. Something bad happens. What? <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, guys. We enjoyed having you this evening. Uh, please tune in next week for the last of these live shows, and we will be sure to have some uh, awesome drinks and celebrate the end of a successful season two. All right, guys. Take care. Good night. May the force be with you. Bye. Bye. Bye.